Hello friends and thank you for joining Adventist Angels Watchman Radio. May God bless you for joining and also invite your friends. Why was sin permitted? God is love. God is love. Is nature, is law, is love. It has ever been as it is from the beginning and it will ever be. The I and the loved one that enacted eternity whose ways are everlasting, changes not. With him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Psalms chapter 89 verses 13 to 18 Every manifestation of creative power is an expression of the infinite love. The sovereignty of God involves fullness of blessing to all created beings. The psalmist says, Strong is thy hand, and I is thy right hand. Righteousness and judgment are the foundation of thy throne. Mass and truth to uh, mass and truth to go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name do they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness are they exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength. For our shield belongeth unto Jehovah, and our King to the Holy One. The history of the great conflict between good and evil from the time it first began in heaven to the final overthrow of rebellion and the total eradication of sin is also a demonstration of God's unchanging love. The sovereign of the universe was not alone in his work of beneficence. He had an associate, a co-worker, who could appreciate his purposes and could share his joy in giving happiness to created beings. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Christ, the Word, the only begotten Son of God, was one with the eternal Father, one in nature, in character, in the purpose, the only being that could enter into the counsels and the purposes of God. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. His going forth has been from all, from everlasting. First John, the book of John chapter 1 verses 1 to 2, Isaiah chapter 6, the book of Micah chapter 5 verses 2. And uh, is going forth has been uh, from all, from everlasting. And the Son of God declares concerning himself, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. His works of all I was set up from everlasting. Proverbs chapter 8 verses 22 to 30. So, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily delight. Rejoicing always before him. Proverbs chapter 8 verses 22 to 30. The father wrote by his son in the creation of all heavenly beings. By him were all things created, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. <laughs> Angels are God's ministers, radiant with the light ever flowing from his presence.
and speeding on rapid wings to execute his will. But the Son, the anointed of God, the express image of his person, the brightness of his glory, upholding all things by the word of his power, holds supremacy over them all. A glorious idol from the beginning was the place of his sanctuary, a sept of righteousness, the sept of his kingdom. Honor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Mass and truth go before his face. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 3 and verses 8. Jeremiah verse 7, chapter 17 verses 12. The law of love being the foundation of the government of God, the happiness of all intelligent beings depends upon their perfect accord with his great principles of righteousness. God desires from all his creatures the service of love. Service that springs from an appreciation of his character. He takes no pleasure in a forced obediency, and to all he grants freedom of will that they may render him voluntary service. So long as all created beings acknowledge the agency of love, there was perfect harmony throughout the universe of God. It was the joy of the heavenly host to fulfill the purpose of their creator. They delighted in reflecting his glory and showing forth his praise. And while love to God was supreme, love for one another was confiding and unselfish. There was no note of discord to mar the celestial harmonies. But a change came over this happy state. There was one who perverted the freedom that God had granted to his creatures. And the sin originated by him. There is one. There is one who we must look at. Uh, uh, very carefree as we study uh, as we study much more concerning uh, this message let's see <laughs> sin originated with him who next to Christ had been most honored of God and was highest in power and glory among the inhabitants of heaven Lucifer the son of the morning was first of the covering cherubs holy and undefiled he stood in the presence of the great creator and the ceaseless beams of glory and shrouding the Son of God rested upon him. Thus says the Lord God, Thou sealest up the psalm, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Thou, and thou art the anointed cherub that covered it, and I have set thee up. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast waked and walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. The iniquity was found in it. Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 12 to 15 and verses 17. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 13 to 14 says, Little by little, okay, before I read that one, little by little, Lucifer came to indulge the desire for self-exaltation, wanted uh, to lift himself up, wanted to lift himself up, and that is a very great catastrophe. He wanted to be like God, very dangerous. Let's see what he says. Little by little, Lucifer came to indulge the desire for self-exaltation, that is pride. The scripture says, thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. That is 
Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 17. Thou hast said in thy heart, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the most high God. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 13 and 14. So, the devil wanted to lift himself up as pride. He never wanted to honor God anymore. So, he went far away from God. And this is the reason why he was cast out. <coughs> it's the reason why uh, he was cast out of, out of heaven. Thou hast said in thy heart, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the Most High. Though all his glory was from God, his mighty, this mighty angel came to regard it as a pertaining to himself, not content with his position. Though honored above the heavenly host, Lucifer ventured to covet homage due alone. <coughs> the Creator. Sorry? Though or his glory was from God, his might, this mighty angel came to regard it as a pertaining to himself, not content with his position. Though honored above the heavenly host, he ventured to covet homage due alone to the Creator. Instead of seeking to make God supreme in the affections and allegiance of all created beings, it was his endeavor to secure their service and their loyalty to himself, and coveting the glory with which the evening father had invested his son. His, uh, this prince of angels aspired to the power that was the prerogative of Christ alone. So you see how this devil is uh, working and going far away from the will of God. Very, very, very annoying. Very bad. Uh, you can imagine a thing like that one happening before heaven how can you you can imagine a, a thing like that happening a rare thing to happen eh? so let's see <laughs> instead of seeking to make god supreme in the affections and allegiance of all created beings it was his endeavor to secure their service and loyalty to himself and coveting the glory with which the evening father had vested his son this prince of angels aspired aspired to power that was the prerogative of Christ alone. Now the perfect armor of heaven was broken. Lucifer's disposition to serve himself instead of his creator aroused a feeling of appreh apprehension when observed by those who considered that the glory of God should be supreme. In the heavenly council, the angels pleaded with Lucifer. The Son of God presented before him the greatness, the goodness, the justice of the creator and the sacred and the changing nature of Israel. God himself had established the order of heaven, and in the departing from it, Lucifer would dishonor his maker and bring ruin upon himself. But the warning given in infinite love and mercy only aroused the spirit of resistance. He only aroused the spirit of total resistance. You see the stubbornness of Lucifer, very stubborn, huh? Uh, very stubborn in that aspect. It's a character which is being manifested in even these last days. Lucifer allowed this jealousy of Christ to prevail and become the more determined. The dispute, the supremacy of the Son of God, thus, uh, okay, 
thus imbitching the wisdom and the love of the Creator had become the purpose of this Prince of Angels. To this object, he was about to paint the energies of that mastermind, which next to Christ, to Christ this was the first among the hosts of God. But he who would have the will of all his creatures free, left none and guarded to the bewildering sophistry by which rebellion will seek to justify itself. Before the great contest should open, all were to have a clear presentation of his will, whose wisdom and goodness were the spring of all their joy. The king of the universe summons the heavenly host before him, that in their presence he might set forth the true position of his son, and show the relation is sustained to all created beings. The Son of God shared the Father's throne, and the glory of the eternal self-existent one, encircled pot. About the throne gathered the old angels, a vast and numbered throng, ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, the most exalted angels, as ministers and subjects, rejoicing in the light that belong upon them, from the presence of the deity. Before the assembled inhabitants of heaven, the king of the universe declared that none but Christ, the only begotten of God, could fully enter into his purposes, and to, to him it was committed to execute the mighty counsels of his will. The Son of God had wrought the Father's will in the creation of all the hosts of heaven, and to him, as well as to God, their homage and allegiance were due. Christ was still to exercise divine power in the creation of the earth and its inhabitants. But in all this, he could not seek power or exaltation for himself, contrary to God's plan, but would exalt the Father's glory and execute his purposes of beneficence and love. The angels joyfully acknowledged the supremacy of Christ. The angels they accepted the supremacy of a Christ at that, such a time, or in a time like that. <laughs> Let's see. The angels joyfully acknowledged the supremacy of Jesus Christ and protrusting, and protrusting themselves before him, pouring out their love and adoration. Lucifer powered with them, but in his heart there was a strange, fierce conflict. Truth Justice and loyalty were struggling against envy and jealousy. The influence of the holy angels seemed for a time to carry him with them, as songs of praise ascended in melodious strains, swelled by thousands of glad voices. The spirit of evil seemed vanquished, and unutterable love thrilled his entire being. His soul went out in harmony uh, with the sinless worshippers, in love to the Father and the Son. But again he was filled with pride in his own glory. His easy desire for supremacy returned, and envy for Christ was once more indulged. The high honors conferred upon Lucifer were not appreciated as God's special gift, and therefore it called forth no gratitude to his creator. He glorified in his brightness and exaltation and aspired to be equal with God. Imagine a situation like that. That is a spirit of rebellion. Toto, uh, rebellion, or going against God, against the creator of the universe. 
So let's see. Let's see then what happened and next it's a great dispute which was in heaven. So the exaltation of the Son of God was as equal with the Father, was the was represented as an injustice to Lucifer. The exaltation of the Son of God as equal with the Father was represented as an injustice to Lucifer, who it was claimed was also entitled to reverence and honor. In this prince, in this uh, prince of uh, angels could but attain to his true exalted position. Great good would accrue to the entire host of heaven, for it was his object to secure freedom for all. So, it was like saying that he is the one who was bringing them to them. It's like, uh, even today you see demonstrations everywhere. Anarchy, which is seeking to sweep away all law, both the divine and the human. They say freedom, freedom. But in these movements, what is coming is lawlessness. The exaltation of the Son of God as equal with the Father was represented as injustice to Lucifer, which was claimed was also entitled to reverence and honor. If this prince of angels could but attain to his true exalted position, great good would accrue to the entire host of heaven, as he said, for it was his object to secure freedom for all. But now, even the liberty which they had hitherto enjoyed was at an end, for an absolute ruler, Adam, and to his authority all must pay homage. Such were the supple deceptions that through the wiles of Lucifer were first obtaining in the heavenly courts. There had been no change in the position or authority of Christ. Lucifer's envy and the misrepresentation and his claims to equality with Christ had made necessary a statement of the true position of the Son of God. But this had been the same from the beginning. Many of the angels were, uh, however, blinded by Lucifer's deceptions. Taking advantage of the loving, the lawyer trust reposed to him, uh, this angel did something. By the only things under his command, Lucifer had to act fully in steel. Uh, to instill into their minds his own distrust and discontent that his agency was not designed. You saw the kind of things which he was doing. Lucifer had presented the purposes of God in a false light, misconstru misconstruing and distorting them to excite dissent and dissatisfaction. He cunningly drew his ears on to give utterance to their feelings. Then, these expressions were repeated by him when it could serve his purpose, as evidence that the angels were not fully in harmony with the government of God. While claiming for himself perfect loyalty to God, he urged that changes in the order and the laws of heaven were necessary for the stability of the divine government. I've never seen, uh, like the U.S. Constitution, they say, let us do changes to the Constitution so that for the stability, for equalness, for justice. But the founding fathers, they keenly, they keenly observed the U.S. Constitution. They set things aside. They knew the problem which was to come if any changes were to be, to be made in that regard. How can people forget uh, this? How can people forget these great messages of our time? 
uh, forgetfulness, friends. Let's see. And when we, people forget, like the angels in heaven, uh, this distrust and dissatisfaction is a very bad spirit. <laughs> the devil cunningly drew his ears on to give utterance to their feelings. These expressions were repeated by him when it could serve his purpose, as evidence that the angels were not free in harmony with the government of God. While claiming for himself perfect reality to God, he urged that changes in the order and the laws of heaven were necessary for the stability of the divine government. You see, thus while working to excite opposition to the laws of God and to insert his own discontent into the minds of the angels under him, he was ostensibly seeking to remove dissatisfaction and to reconcile disaffected angels to the order of heaven. While secretly fomenting discord and rebellion, and the rebellion, he with consummate craft caused it to appear as his sole purpose to promote loyalty and to preserve harmony and peace. The spirit of dissatisfaction thus kindled was doing its powerful work. While secretly fomenting discord and rebellion, with consummate craft caused it to appear as his sole purpose to promote loyalty and to preserve harmony and peace. The spirit of dissatisfaction thus kindled was doing its painful work. While there was no open outbreak, division of feeling imperceptibly grew up among the angels. There were some who looked with favor upon Lucifer's insinuations against the government of God. Although they had therefore been in perfect harmony with the order which God had established, they were now discontented and unhappy because they could not penetrate his unsearchable counsels. They were dissatisfied with his purpose in exalting Jesus Christ. They stood ready to second Lucifer's demand for equal authority with the Son of God. But angels who were loyal and true maintained the wisdom and the justice of the divine decree and endeavored to reconcile this disaffected being to the will of God. Christ was the Son of God. He had been one with him before the angels were called into existence. He had ever stood at the right hand of the Father, his supremacy, so full of blessing to all who came under his penite control, had not heretofore been questioned. The harmony of heaven had never been interrupted. Wherefore, should there now be discord? The loyal angels could see only the terrible consequences from this uh, dissension, and with earnest entreaty, they counseled the disaffected ones to renounce their purpose and prove themselves loyal to God by fidelity to his government. You see, it's a campaign, very great campaign in heaven. Mm. It's a great campaign which was in heaven. Which way? You see, these things are happening. It was a call or a wake-up call to them all. It was terrible. So it was a wake-up call when uh, people were being drawn back to God. <laughs> it's a campaign. In, in great mercy, according to his divine character, God bore along with Lucifer. God bore along with Lucifer. And this character was in a continuancy. Stay tuned for part two. God bless you.
tisa Adventist Angels Watch Minaret.